Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So the question that remains is, who is Chief David Stierman? Uh, Chief David Stierman has just been given the honor of naming the Port Elizabeth, what used to be the Port Elizabeth Airport, is now renamed into Chief David Stierman International Airport. Uh, Tariq Jenkins, we've spoken to Tariq Jenkins before. He's a chairperson of the Clara Restorative Justice Forum, and uh, they are based at the African Studies Center at UC. CT to just help us with unpacking this this person that has now been given uh, the name. Um, the airport has been named after. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Tariq. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So let's let's unpack um, Chief David Stirman. Who was he? Where did he come from? <clears throat> well, for what we know, uh, Chief David Stirman, um, who belongs to a a, a liberation and resistance family of the Koy of the Stearman family. He was the brother of uh, of Klaus Stearman, who um, was also a leader of the Koy. Uh, Chief David was born in 1773 uh, near the Hamtuas River in the Eastern Cape, and both him and his brother um, fought against two uh, colonial administrations of the Dutch and British um, in the 18th century. And, and just like his brother, you know, he was sentenced to serve uh, terms in Roman Island, um, because of his, his his activism and resistance against uh, British colonial rule, um, and um, and uh, him and his brother really spent um, their lives attempting to re-establish you know independent existence for the Khoi Khoi, um, and uh, you know he he's been recognised as um, as one of the uh, key and and, and core uh, sort of uh, leaders within the. A historical rubric of of, of Khoi leadership that that really pushed for um, for Khoi Khoi nationalism at you know, at the time. Can we talk a little bit about the circumstances that the actual events um, that led to his arrest um, that uh, that got him sent to Robben Island? Just for a minute, I just want us to have um, a bit of a a leading up to where where we got him to go to 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 Robben Island. Well, he 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 first. Um, you know, found his way to Robben Island on the 11th of September in 1809. Um, and, you know, he's one of the leaders, the only of the leaders to actually have escaped that penal colony on more than two occasions. Mm-hmm. But I think the of, of, of the arrests, one of the most significant ones was the, the arrest that um, resulted from, you know, his um, uh, solidarity uh, in the Eastern Cape with you know, with Chief Makanda, and um, it, it was here in you know in in August 1820 where where basically uh, him and uh, you know Makanda um, planned planned an, an escape. So the Makanda and David Stearman War, which is basically the Fifth War of Resistance or the Fifth United Kosa Koi War, which happened in 1818 and 1819, um, is a very significant part of our of our history. Mm. Um, you know, uh, David Stearman, uh, he allied with uh, Hans uh, Trumpeter, with Makanda, and with a force of about, uh, you know, uh, 10,000 men, they, they attacked Grahamstown in April 1819. Um, the the attack um, was, was, was unsuccessful, um, and and uh, both David Stearman and Makanda were, were basically taken to Cape Town and, and sent to, to Robben Island. 
Um, and I think this is a very uh, important historical narrative for us in terms of um, the unity of resistance mm. um, against uh, colonial um, sort of um, you know um, oppression um, at the time between you know uh, between the Khoi and uh, and 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 the Kosa. And and that was quite a strong union that they formed with with Chief Makanda. Yes, it was. Um, in fact, you know, uh, Chief Makanda himself was. You know, was 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 of Khoi uh, heritage, um, and uh, and so there was, um, you know, in many ways it was it was a, a communion of, of of blood and um, uh, and, and 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 resistance, you know, uh, against uh, the the uh, sort of British reinforcement that had really now become the you know had embedded itself as the as the new colonial administration after the Dutch. I want us to talk about that slightly because there is a very interesting um, point that you make about the distinction between how sometimes the Khoi sit on their own in in many quarters when people refer to Africans, they don't necessarily include the Khoi. I mean, one can take the example of the languages in this country that are official um, Mm -hmm. and and so on. And, And why this is important to make the point that Chief Makanda had himself some Khoi origins as well. Yes, I think you know this is a very important um, narrative that that needs to be expanded on and discussed because the story of David Stearman and Makanda do do very well in combating a Verbudian construction mm. that ostensibly removed Africanness mm. from descendants of the Khoiko and San, and um, and I think you know one has to caution against within the revivalist. Um, sort of cultural movement, the essentialist paradigms of wanting to dislocate the Khoikhoi um, and so on from, you know, from, from other groups in, in, in Southern Africa. And, and I think that um, the, this um, intermingling mm. over millennia mm. and, and the fact that all the cliques that we'll find, you know, in, in, in major languages across mm. Southern Africa, mm. you know, um, Come from from uh, Khoi and San mother languages. Are, I think very important clues to tell us just how uh, you know united we are and and of kin we are. So you know I, I think that um, the commemoration of of, of David Stearman this way, in a way, opens up a huge opportunity to address these kinds of historical narratives that in, in many ways have um, have not only uh, you know uh, alienated. Uh, parts of, of of ourselves as being African, but um, you know, provoke uh, certain um, apartheid uh, sort of thinking in as far as who and how we identify ourselves as people. Tariq, who still stands to benefit for from that um, alienation? The the alienation, as we see it, you know, and I, I, we'll find it very, you know, we we find um, within. Uh, you know, over time, uh, certain forms of administrative ethnocide that had occurred, mm. where uh, you know um, the divide and conquer mechanism was was one that was not only deployed in terms of the dispossession of land, mm. acquisition of mineral resources, um, the you know uh, the takeover of of, of riverine systems and and so forth, as well as the the theft of indigenous knowledge systems, but it was also something that was entrenched in terms of um, the administrative um, 
and deliberate imposition of identities. So, for example, the, you know, in 1913 and again in the 1950s, we see certain pieces of legislation that would subsume a whole range of, of individual and important identity groups amongst the Khoikhoi and San, including uh, communities that were descendants of the slaves that were brought down here by the Dutch East India Company coming in from Goa, Madagascar, Angola, uh, India, the Java, um, Indonesia, Malaysia, etc. Um, and, and ostensibly placed under these umbrella groups, for example, like the, 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 the term so-called colored. And, um, and I think what has, over time, what, what has resulted is that uh, a, a, um, a form of administrative identity mischief mm-hmm. uh, basically uh, disavowed um, ourselves and stripped ourselves from, from, from being African and from Africanness. And, and the implications of that are immense because in terms of how one relates to land, how one relates to, to, to resources, how one, how one relates to the cosmos and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the spiritual sense of being, mm-hmm. um, you know, is... Is, uh, is is basically fractured and, uh, and and removed. So within the context of that erasure, within mm. the context of um, that kind of um, spiritual and embodied annihilation, mm. it is so important for this kind of of um, of, of recognition um, in 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 a way where we place um, in you know um, in, in very keen and and secure ways. Um, you know, this kind of symbolic gesture. So I think the benefit is to all South Africans because it means that, you know, we will be curious to want to understand who uh, Chief David Stearman was. And I think through that, um, you know, it can open up the lens of, of healing um, and, 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 and restoration. So my question was who benefits from the alienation, <coughs> um, not the uh, other way around. And so right. the reason I make the point, Tariq, is that I think you and I have spoken uh, before and um, sim- on similar topics. Mm-hmm. And we've had one or two very passionate calls who would come through and say, stop calling us the Koi. We yeah. insist we remain colored and that's our identity. Yeah. And, and so that's the tension that I want us to deal with because when mm-hmm. I was saying who stands to benefit from the alienation, it, it's mm-hmm. also quite bizarre to me that there would be this resistance from people mm-hmm. who have classified themselves, well, not because initially they did, but have adopted this classification as colored, who resist even the move from that. So, you know, we, we're, hitting on, we're hitting on a hornet's nest mm-hmm. that, of mm-hmm. course, is keenly uh, contested within, you know, Places like the Eastern and the Western Cape, mm. in terms of in terms of you know what is coloured, mm. um, you know, and what is koi, mm. and and how these how these kinds of relationships mm. coexist, mm. and um, and where and where some of the problems of identity lie. Mm. Um, ultimately, you know, in in the Western Cape, for example, you know, uh, the the divide and conquer mechanism have has sort of primed. Um, Societies uh, within, you know, within uh, areas like, you know, like the Western Cape and the Eastern Cape, in, in ways that are incredibly vulnerable mm. to to the deception of, um, of 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 how a, a a a political strategy is being deployed and redeployed since it was brought into play in 1656 and 1657 on the banks of the Lisbeth River. Where, where communities were pitted against each other, 
And if you take a look at, for example, what happened in Rwanda with the Rwandan genocide, you, you trace it back in terms of Belgian race laws that were deployed in Burundi, where basically cultural differences were racialized. So for, for a millennia, communities and, um, and, uh, and, and indigenous groups understood cultural differences, which could have been subtle differences in language, subtle differences in, in, in spiritual practice, in how, um, you know, environment and indigenous um, uh, plants were being used uh, and, and sort of animal keeping and so on and husbandry. But when those cultural differences were racialized and, and racialized to the point where features were being imposed as, as, as main differences, we saw the impact of that resulting in, 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 um, in you know, in, in how um, the militia, the mm. Hutu militia mm. would identify their mm. Tutsi neighbors. Mm. We're saying that you've got a thin nose, mm. you know, mm. and therefore you are of Semitic descent, mm. and therefore you're not of us. Mm. And, and you know, after some radio uh, telecommunications, they would go out and hack each other. Mm. Um, and and we, we, we find, you know, that that particular genocide, which was done mostly by, by Machete, mm. um, has, has one of the worst kinds of, uh, you know, um, generational, intergenerational trauma, mm. uh, you know, that, that we, you know, that we, we saw it here on the in African the continent. We saw it and here so, in the 80s. With, uh, right. um, we saw it here in the 80s. Right. In, in in within the townships where there is that um, you know that 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 hate for one another uh, based on on one's particular uh, you know background, right? And so features and, and and background and and how these differences have been um, acutely fermented into the bone marrow of, of our understanding of each other. You know, to undo will require you know a a great effort as as a country, mm. um, and also a particular um, sort of vulnerability and an acceptance of each other's vulnerabilities. I think that um, there are a number of reasons why people may may resist mm-hmm. uh, you know um, you know the notion of of connecting to 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 an ancestry because of the shame that has been connected to that. The the fact that. Um, the colored identity uh, construct was built on the fact that there was a, a black majority uh-huh. or a black person that was readily um, identified as as as, as lesser yes. meant that the recognition of the self was on the basis of 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 the um, of the of the sort of inhumane right it. of uh, you know of reducing another human being. Um, in a particular kind of way, mm. and so when 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 that when that now has been taken away, mm. then then this yo-yo um, uh, sort of consequence of of of, of moving between um, you know race groups uh, on the one hand, mm. you know, uh, moving towards uh, you know um, a legacy held uh, white political privilege and power, mm. or moving towards a um, uh, sort of a a, 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 a a legacy of of, of of complicity mm. against uh, against the oppression of uh, you know of a black majority, while at the same time I always make the statement you know when I when I go into communities and if I'm monitoring and things like that you know that there's no difference between a so-called coloured person living in a shack or a hockey than um, you know uh, a, a, a so you know a, a black person living in a shack or a hockey that that we you know that there's a wrangling for minimal resources in a particular kind of way. And that's been used in this rate baiting, where it means that uh, the only people who benefit really are those in political power, 
who are able to to use uh, these particular tactics in order to gain votes and in order to 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 maintain a particular status quo it's a very brave uh, stretch for everybody yeah. to to begin to recognize uh, that part of the African soul. As Thabo Mbeki said in his speech in 1996 on the inception of the South African com- uh, Constitution, I'm an African, he mentioned the Khoi Khoi mm-hmm. But at that point, the Khoi Khoi was not in the Constitution mm-hmm. to the extent that it is now. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, I would argue that the the, uh, the idea of the African Renaissance would always remain at its nascent stage until the Khoi Khoi and the San is placed in the center. Tariq, what has to happen for us to heal that? Do we? Where do we begin with that? Because um, those identifying themselves as coloured, one would also argue that there is a lot that we need to acknowledge about their pain. And as you said, there is. It's quite complex for some. It's the 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 heritage of slavery. For some, it's the the Africanness. So it's quite complex. How, how do we start unbungling um, that to start the healing? You know, it, it, it's 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 conflict, it's uh, it's complex, and it is very painful. Mm. And and you're right. I think the assumption that uh, you know all coloreds are are descendants of the Khoi Khoi and so on is just as it's just yeah. an essentialist yeah. assumption. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the paradox of the Kuna mm. in the Western Cape mm. is the fact that this identity is made up of a global range mm. of tapestry. Mm. Of uh, you know, um, you know, there, there there are a number of recent um, Historians and cultural activists who also are pushing um, for 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 a different kind of framing of identity, mm-hmm. such as the Kamisa people, mm-hmm. um, you know, and 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 how the the significance of the history of the Khoi Khoi and San mm-hmm. as as indigenous traditional and um, you know uh, uh, in, in the case of the Cape San First Nation um, entities uh, in this country give. A birthright mm-hmm. give a an ultimate uh, connection to the ancestry of mankind itself, mm-hmm. and there's great dignity in knowing who we are yep. as a country, and yep. there's even greater dignity in in, in, in having a willingness to heal. And I suppose it's the work of trying to at least give more, as you said, the the renaming the airport is one way of saying, well, this is who who this man was, this is where he came from. That identity is important for us to go back and say, we recognize his origins, we recognize his identity, so that we can start taking away the dust, I suppose, um, of those files to try and just maybe give some dignity to to people of, of all descents in this country. I think from a very personal level, when one looks at his life, you know, um, the mission, the mission stations, kind of, you know, have recorded in the archives in, in very, in a very visceral way. Mm. You know what happened to him as a teenager on the farm. Mm. Um, you know, he was he was lashed, he was dragged, um, um, and it was a, you know, um, a, a very painful and humiliating experience, mm. which, uh, you know, which of course would have would have impacted his uh, his life and the actions, uh, you know, in terms of how he would um, how he would move, you know, in life. Significantly, but what's also interesting is that you know, in his escape uh, from Robben Island, where unfortunately, you know, we saw the drowning of of of, of Makanda, um, you know, the, the the prophet warrior of the Gonako and uh, and, and Kosa heritage, uh, we, you know, we 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 see how David Stearman was was actually um, he escaped the gallows because of of 
of, of assisting, um, you know, yes. uh, a, 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 a white individual during his escape, mm. you know, a man called Bryant. And it, it was here that, um, you know, he, instead of him um, sort of being sentenced uh, to death, he was he was sentenced to exile. Now, I'm not saying that uh, I think... What I'm saying is that I think that uh, there was a um, a particular kind of humanity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and resilience, mm-hmm. the combination of that humanity and resilience, mm-hmm. in the context of of how liberation and resistance leaders were, mm-hmm. you know, were you know were, were termed as being as being violent and, and mm-hmm. savage, mm-hmm. in the same way that you know with people today who uh, you know who are 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 in need of um, of of, of resources and basic care, mm. and 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 decide to you know to to do what they can to uh, you know in, to to alleviate uh, their their own sets of mm. circumstances, but are often branded in certain kinds yeah. of ways. Yeah. You know, how do we yeah. brand um, you know a, a, a person who's been living in a community, say like it in 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 um, in, in, Play or in Atlantis, and then finds a public open space and decides to erect. Yeah. A you know uh, you know um, a, a hockey in the wake of COVID and you know how are the authorities branding uh, you know people mm-hmm. who, who, who who do that and so Tariq, um, can I ask yeah. that uh, please I beg your indulgence please I need to go to the headlines because we're running slightly late and I'll mm-hmm. be back and I promise you I'll give you a chance to continue on that thought uh, Tariq Jenkins is the chairperson of the Klaha Restorative Justice Forum they're based at the African Studies Centre at UCT and we're talking about the name change of the airport in um, East London now called Chief David. Surman Airport. It's just gone one thirty. Let's go to the headlines with Uzi Lasak. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right, just a quick correction. So the the airport that's been renamed, uh, the Chief David Sturman Airport, is Port Elizabeth. It's not the East London uh, um, Airport. The East London is now the King the, the King Palo Airport. That's the distinction I just wanted to make before we we continue. So um, we are continuing our conversation around Chief David Sturman, and I've been in speaking to Tariq Jenkins from the. Uh, he's a chairperson of the Clara. Uh, restorative Justice Forum, and they're based at the African Studies Centre at UCT. I beg your pardon, uh, uh, Tariq. I had to cut you there for a minute. Please continue on that thought. No, no, at all. Thank you. Um, and and I think, um, in terms of, when we, you know, as a country, what happened with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission? Uh, what has not been addressed is the fact that there was a genocide that took place. Mm-hmm. The genocide of the Cape Sound extirpation of um, indigenous animals, sacred animals, such as the, the blue buck, the kwaha, the cape lion, um, the, the exile and the koi pekane, as it were, that, that, that moved from the banks of the Lisbeth River and spread all across the, the Western Cape out and fanned out into Southern Africa, which means that, you know, there is a, a, a koi koi footprint that, um, that, you know, that we'll find across, um, you know, across, across Southern Africa. And, and, um, the the issue of, of of what happened since the first frontier war that uh, sparked on the banks of the Lisbeth River here, uh, you know, in in observatory in Cape Town by by the River Club in in what's known as the Two Rivers Urban Park, where the first um, Freeburger farms were established and title deeds were unlawfully gifted by the Dutch East India Company to the Freeburger farmers, um, and we saw the very first evictions take place, uh, and from this. 
you know, we 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 saw how the river itself was dislocated from the indigenous communities here, and 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 that's why um, the 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 need for a a Koi and San Conciliation Commission is absolutely vital. But that process is something that cannot the process of restitution and and recognition is not something that could that should be secluded only to a commission like that itself. Mm. But I think that uh, the broader kind of um, you know uh, or other forms of, um, of of access and um, and and cultural and historical uh, sort of you know uh, recognition, such as the uh, the, uh, the recent naming of you know of the airport in Port Elizabeth is, is of huge significance as we move along towards uh, restorative justice and conciliation. I'm going to bring in a family member um, who is on the line with us now, Edmund Stierman, who is a family member of um, of Chief David, uh, David Stierman. Sometimes they called him David. Um, he's on the line with us. Edmund, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And, and thank you once again for making the time to talk to us, Edmund. Um, can we talk about what King Chief David Stirman meant and still means to the family of the Stirmans? Um, let me start by saying when we uh, talk about Chief David Stirman, mm. uh, we also have to include his predecessor, mm-hmm. Captain Klaas Stirman. Mm. Um, the Stiermans was a family uh, that uh, resided uh, where the Kentus River Mouth is in the Koha region as we know it now. Um, our, our history has been documented since uh, 1752. Uh, uh, it was a family uh, that was uh, cattle traders at the time. Mm. Um, there is history that shows that uh, they exported uh, cattle uh, at, at a total of 300 per annum uh, to a place, the Skir. Uh, the Skir uh, is, is now known as where Grote Skir is in Cape Town. So uh, um, the Stearman family, uh, because of the influx of, of, of these Dutch farmers that came into the Eastern Cape at the time, is that uh, uh, they were evicted in in in, in because of, of, of grazing land, and, and 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 they were forced then to to move eastwards uh, toward the Sundays River Valley area, uh, and there is where they reestablished themselves. I also want to mention that uh, at the time when Klaus Tierman took over the leadership of of, of the clan. Uh, that uh, Klaus Tierman was fluent in four languages. Mm. What, that was unheard of. John Barrow writes about him uh, the, under the, uh, the British rule uh, that uh, they met up uh, with, with Klaus Tierman because they used him as an, in, an interpreter at the time to, to, to meet with the Torsa chiefs and uh, uh, King Kaika at the time. Uh, Klaus Tierman was also fluent in, in, in Dutch as it's written in uh, in the, the Journal of uh, Paravasini, the Capelli, it's written in the Journal of Liechtenstein, it's written in the Journal of Berghuisberg van Rienen. So, um, just in a nutshell, uh, 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 the Stiermans was a very influential family, uh, even it, to the extent that uh, the governor at the time in 1803, Governor Johnson, uh, gave them a piece of land 
uh, in the hunky area as we know it now uh, because of the contribution that they made. Uh, but as we know, and, and, and it's well documented, uh, uh, the Stearman was uh, a family uh, that respected a lot of people. Uh, they respected their, their, their independence because, uh, as history shows, that uh, they were the last independent koi in the colony at the time. Uh, uh, David Stearman was incorporated in the the first of the Frontier Wars, 1799-1801, where he fought uh, along with Klaus Stearman. Uh, but unfortunately, in, in, in November 1803, after the governor uh, granted the Stearmans their land in Hanke, uh, uh, Klaus Stearman uh, passed on to a hunting accident. And, and, and that's where David Stearman then uh, came to prominence. Uh, and, 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 and the rest of his history is legend. Hmm. Cyril is um, calling us from a Cockstart gentleman. Maybe he has a question as well for both of you. Cyril, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. As usual, I like your topics, uh, uh, ma'am. Mm. Uh, I just want to ask one or two questions, you know. We, we, we learn every day. Yes. Uh, I just want to ask the gentleman and Mr. Jenkins. I'm just wondering the name David. That sounds Afrikaans, and I'm correct if he is. And Spearman is also Afrikaans. Now, the gentleman, can you just go back? Because what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to put my finger on is this history that we're trying to record, and we must do it, is that where do we start? Do we start it at a certain point here, uh, closer than what our people can remember? You know, the Koi and the Kosa. Is there somebody that can come back or let the gentleman just tell us who David Stearman's uh, maybe great-grandparents was from the Koi side, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that name wouldn't be interesting if we could get David Stearman's proper name or his parents' proper name. And that will will, 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 will be quite significant to name. That That's one. And my last one, mm-hmm. the changing of names. The mm-hmm. gentleman there again, you know. Uh, I think there was a situation of changing names of Cape Town Airport and, and this airport. So uh, I would presume... So that we are getting to Cape Town, what will happen there? You know, those are just light questions. But I'm very interested in these topics. I'm a researcher myself. Thanks. I'm not sure that any of you can speak about what's going to happen in Cape Town. But Edmund, would you like to respond to the name? Uh, the name, David, mm-hmm. uh, is, as, I, as I've just indicated now, um, it's a little bit difficult it's not all of the history that, that was documented mm. at the time. And, and, and they, there is a big gap uh, that we are still in trying to fill in all the dots. Mm. Um, the David Stearman, uh, because of he, he could speak different languages, four languages like Klaus Stearman, uh, uh, we, 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 we must assume that uh, um, when Klaus Stearman spoke to, to Governor Johnson's uh, uh, Governor Johnson was uh, astounded about uh, how is it possible that a Hottentot, as they were used to call, could speak to, to, to the governor in his native language. So, so, so now we have to go back a little bit further and ask ourselves then, then how was it possible for, 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 for men like Klaas and David Stearman at the time to, 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 to they could be fluent in, 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 in a language like the Dutch language 
How was it possible that they could be fluent in the English language? How was it possible that they could speak the Tosa languages and, and even be fluent in their own uh, 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 native language? So, so, so we don't know where the limit is of, of, of where did it start? Uh, was it 1652 or does it go beyond? Because uh, I've read up also through my research that uh, when Reichelbach, uh, with, the, with the writer uh, Butler, came through the Eastern Cape in 1752, they found an engraving in the in one of the mountains, uh, an engraving that showed up as the VOC. Mm-hmm. So, so really, uh, we we can't pinpoint precisely uh, what happened at the time because this. There's only so much information that we can work with. Wow. Um, Tariq, do we have anything else to go by? Yes. You know, firstly, I think it's a a really brilliant question. Mm. And it opens up a a number of difficulties that we are currently facing. Mm. Uh, You know, I think a good example would be, you know, Altrumato, for example, um, known by the Dutch as Harry and the English called him Harry. Mm. He was Harry the Strangler. and, uh, you know, the gentleman said that, you know, David Stearman is an Afrikaans name. What's interesting is that when we look at the origins of Afrikaans, uh, the very first um, written version of the linguistic traits of Afrikaans was, was done in Arabic by a, you know, um, a, 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 a Turkish-based um, uh, sort of Egyptian diplomat under the queen who, who came down, his name was, you know, Effendi, and he transcribed... Um, what what Afrikaans was sounding like from you know from people at that time uh, you know in, in the poor cup, and then when we when we really look at where Afrikaans was was started was in the Combes areas and we can look, again locate that um, when the first uh, slaves were brought down by the Dutch East India Company um, on the first established Freeburger farms uh, here on the banks of of the Lisbeth River. And it was through that intermingling with the Freeburger farmers, the Dutch and the, the Khoi Khoi, that, that we see this this uh, creole, this mix of um, of a language then later becomes the youngest language on earth. So, um, you know, our understanding of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of what are, you know, the origins of... Um, of, of the languages that we use, and the fact that you know um, there, there is this Eurasia, uh, indigenous plants, uh, for example, you know have been termed in Greek and in, in Latin names, mm. and so you know there's, there's 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 a big undertaking at the moment to to try and locate these indigenous terms. You know the big question, for example, is you know what were the original names of mm. of important riverine systems? Mm. You know, um, for example, the oldest uh, river in um, in in an urbanized uh, sort of valley is is the Lisbeth River that starts in Thurston Bosch, uh, you know, on Patel Mountain comes through, and then conjoins the Salt River and the Black River before it you know moves into the sea, and and as we are trying to you know restore and wanting to engage in, in indigenous uh, sort of um, you know uh, sort of recognition, um, the fact that Koikofuwaba is a language. Um, was in a way was stripped from the Western Cape for you know for a very long time meant that living memory within mm. indigenous languages mm. Mm. Um, in many ways was yeah. courted and so um, you know the return mm. of, of, of memory and mm. the return of, of, of you know of what of what is held uh, within us mm. is um, 
is is a huge undertaking, and mm. I think it takes a, a level of of, uh, of of research. And uh, we we subjected to the fact that we, we have the VOC archives. So when you talk about who is determining mm. names, mm. you have Jan van Riebeek's diaries, yeah. and his diaries are being reinterpreted over time by yeah. all kinds of historians. And so in effect, what is the source material that we mm. do? But I do feel that they are. There are archives situated in in Portugal, in in in, in India, uh, in, in England China, as well. Yeah, in elsewhere that mm. that we, you know, because remember, um, we had communicated with with the globe way before Jan van Riebeek, and 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 possibly too evidence would suggest before the Portuguese, and so you know, it, it's around how and and. You know, are we going to look at uh, alternatives of source material I'm going to ask combined to just with the living histories of, you know, of, 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 of people that, uh, that, I mean, that live in our country? I look forward to that, to that undertaking. I'm going to ask that we pause slightly. And Rishma, I do see you. I promise you I'm going to take you in a short while. I need to take this quick break and I'll be back with my guest, Tariq Jenkins, as well as Edmund Stierman. Life Happens with Pinelo Modine. Yes, now how do you identify those people that are now Koi, black, white, Indian, um, mixed, say really a mixed group within the colored community? How do you identify them? Are they exclusively still Koi? Um, just an interesting question. We are discussing the renaming of the Port Elizabeth Airport into uh, Chief David Stierman International Airport. This was done recently, and we are in conversation with Edmund Stierman, who is a descendant of uh, Chief David Stierman. And we were also talking about all sorts of other things. Uh, Tariq Jenkins is the chairperson of the Clara Restorative Justice Forum, which is based at the African Studies Center at UCT. Before I go on, I don't know whose line is dropping there but Tariq did you get the question from the voice note that came through I possibly uh, I may have lost Tariq there in the interim uh, Rishma uh, welcome and uh, thank you for so much for your patience good afternoon hi firstly congratulations on on your program thank you. it's always so exciting I hope I can catch it every day oh, because it you. celebrates uh, Africa and it celebrates the knowledge of thousands of years mm. which has been repressed thank you uh, the second thing I want to say is that the racism conference 100 years ago, there was also origins of language mm. coming from Africa. Mm. And I saw a whole book on, on phonetics. And uh, the, the person was at the conference and he left the conference. I haven't. So that's the other thing. I, if the researchers are we'll listening, make, we'll make, we'll, for, we'll for in the future. Yeah. But I also want to say that if you listen specifically to today, mm. what Tariq has been saying. And I just want to ally it with the co- with the conversation that Stephen had, Chris has had this morning mm, with someone, mm, mm. Uh, when they were talking about why, when people talk about black power, mm. it, is, it is not racist. And Stephen was trying very hard to defend it. And if people listen, if people listen just to a segment of your program today, they would have understood the complexities of of power and race and white power and race and how far it's deeply seated in our country and the benefits 
of, of uh, white supremacy and white power financially and economically, not only in language, but in land and in finances and lots of things. And that is why when uh, de Klerk said that apartheid is not a crime, again, if people listen to just even a small segment of today's program, they would understand why apartheid is a crime. Reshma, just and, while you're here, how would you respond to that SM, the, the, the voice note that came through? I don't know if you heard it. Did you hear it? Um, the one that says, well, then, you know, how do we, I mean, I could be absolutely wrong, but there is a tone there that's like a little bit aggressive. But he, he he's saying, how do we then distinguish between coloreds that are coy, coloreds that have got mixed races and so on? I don't know. For me, if you're talking about humanity, um, we know there were the oppressed races and the non-oppressed races. So... You know, what do you want to gain from, from that kind of level of, mm. of um, identification? The only uh, reason it's important is to show, as Tariq says, your dignity and you had a place and it was your son. Well, thank you so much. Reshma, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. I believe we've got um, Tariq back on the line as well as uh, Edmund. I'm going to play the voice note again for, for your benefit. Okay, thank I you. can't find it now. Did you hear it, Tariq? Yes, I, don't I, know if I you... did. Yes, I did hear it. I, right. I, I got the gist of it. Y- yes, and your response to that, Tariq? Look, um, I think that there is a living and immediate danger for one to insist uh, on, on, um, on, 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 on moving into um, sort of sets of identities that actually dislocate um, the, the consciousness that underpins it. So, you know, if you talk a look about, if if you take a look at why Steve Biko, for example, had to have been killed by the apartheid authorities, was because the blackness that he was talking about was inclusive. Um, and that uh, it is it is within that context of unity uh, when when um, the, when there are thoughts that reverberate a deep sense of unity, those particular thoughts become um, the most dangerous in terms of how they undermine um, the sort of hegemony of of white supremacy. And 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 so you know everyone has their own personal human right to identify themselves in terms of who they are. It's a birthright. Um, you know, one, one cannot impose on anybody, uh, you know, who, who one is. And I think what, what is useful is to develop a set of frameworks, decolonized frameworks, that can help address um, who we are in ways that, uh, that really push for healing mm-hmm. um, and, and dignity. Yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, the... In terms of, we are in an election year this year. Uh, just to observe at every single turn, the architecture of how race is is used and deployed in ways that um, that fulfil a particular kind of um, you know I- important mainstay yeah. of, of, of how politics works. Ed- Edmund, I don't have much time, but I think it's important for us to then come back to to Chief David Stearman. And then saying that as we have the celebration of the renaming of the airport, his remains are still not in this country. Yes, it is not. Um, Let me me go on record by saying 
uh, that uh, what happened in 2017 with the repatriation process, uh, I want to go on record stating that the family was never consulted in this repatriation process. Mm. This repatriation process was started and it was managed by a group that never respected uh, our family. Uh, it's a small group that went to Australia. And, and, and let me go on record also saying that uh, what happened in Hanki, uh, we rejected with the, with the utmost contempt that it deserves. Uh, uh, we, we are Christian people. Uh, whether you are a so-called colored steerman or you are a black steerman, we have accepted that the best thing that happened in Hanki uh, was not driven by the national arts and culture. Uh, they said they were never involved in the repatriation process. It was driven from the provincial side on, on, on this side. And, and, and we went to the province in, in, in 2018 and, and, and they did apologize to us for what happened. Mm. Uh, uh, they, they said they were misled by a group of people mm. claiming that uh, it's only a small group of, of steermans still alive mm. in our area. Uh, I also want to go on record and, and, and tell your listeners that uh, of, of all the steermans globally, 43% of the steermans mm -hmm. resides in the Eastern Cape. 29% mm. of the steermans resides in the Western Cape. And 10% of the steermans reside in Gauteng. Mm -hmm. so, 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 so that to us means that the origin of our family, because there are people that claiming that the steermans uh, are from, from, from Dutch descent. I, I, there's, there's no proof of that. So, 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 so I can assure you that uh, the no new process that is going on now with UCT that's also got Stearman remains in their collection. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that has not been resolved yet. We're still in discussion. And, 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 and we need to come to a point where we say when there's a repatriation, mm -hmm. that a broader consultation should include all family, mm -hmm. not a certain group of family, mm -hmm. taking decision on behalf of all the family. We have embarked on, on a journey where we, we are traveling across the country. We've been to the Western Cape. We've been to the Northern Cape. We've been to Houghton, meeting family members because we want everybody to come on board. Uh, uh, to date, the, the government has only recognized the Stearman now, and we want to say thank you mm -hmm. to, to the Minister Natin Tetwa for uh, finally acknowledging the existence of, of the Koi and Sun uh, people, because uh, the, uh, the renaming of the airport is uh, it's a great victory mm -hmm. for all Koi and Sun communities across the country. I'm going to leave it here. It's, it's, it's a bittersweet conversation, isn't it? Some celebration, but as you can hear it, it's also uh, a lot still needs to be resolved. And I, I, I bet you we will, prob I will come back to these issues. We haven't concluded this. I promise you we will do that. Thank you very much, both Edmund Stearman, who is a descendant of Chief David Stearman. Um, the airport at Port Elizabeth is now named Chief David Stierman International Airport and I really want to thank you Tariq Jenkins who usually is always available for us for these kind of discussions. I appreciate it. Chairperson of the Clara Restorative Justice Forum and that is based at the African Studies Centre at UCT just gone 2 o'clock. Thank you very much for your time. Uzile Saku, it's the news.